thank you for listening to our podcast. We pray that the word that you hear on this program will encourage, strengthen, and motivate you to do the will of God. Be blessed by today's message. Hey, I want to welcome you to a fresh podcast today. This is Matt Stanley. Uh, I know it's been a while, but the Lord has laid a word on my heart. I shared it with the church a week or so ago, and I just feel in my spirit that you need to hear this word. Uh, I don't have to talk about what's going on all around us besides coronavirus. We've got so much going on all around us. Oh my goodness, I can name you so many people that I know that are going through life and death battles right now. They're going with going through struggles that they've never ever thought they would ever face. There's marriages that's that's shaken. There are homes that that are broke right now. There are people that are completely lost and undone. And I know there are people that they're they say I've tried I, I cry out to the Lord and it seems like the Lord just doesn't hear me. It seems like I'm praying to a brick wall. And if that's you this day, I, I want I want to give you a word of encouragement um, and and share with you because the Lord has the Lord has spoke to my heart and he has reminded me that there are times that our faith needs to be reminded of where it comes from. Our faith becomes stronger when we hear what the word of the Lord has to say about our situations that we may be facing. Uh, I know the, the word of God speaks in, um, in Romans 10, chapter seven, chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as, as I'm recording this podcast today, my heart is so heavy because I can feel the pain that some people are going through this day. I can feel it in my spirit. You may be listening and say, you know, I don't think this one's for me. Just hold on for a little bit. Hold on just for a little bit. I want you to listen to this word, whether you're in your vehicle, whether you're at home, listen to your AirPods, however you're listening. I want you to be encouraged today because this word is for you. We're, we're living in a time where fear, fear is all around us. Fear is the opposite of faith. We know that. You know, there's a man by the name of John Hopkins. He did some research on children back in the 1960s. And the average middle schooler in America, the number one fear they had was of animals. Second was dark rooms. Third was high places. Four was strange and loud noises. They did this survey again in the 1990s. And the average middle schooler in America, their number one fear was that their parents would get a divorce. Number two, that nuclear war would destroy the earth. Number three, that someone they love would get cancer. Number four, pollution. And number five is being mugged or robbed or something of that nature. You say, man, where are you going with this? That was in the 1990s. 
if 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 there was a survey done to the average middle schooler in America right now, if back in the 1990s their number one was that their parents would get a divorce, I wonder what it would be today. What kind of fear? What kind of fear do you struggle with today? Do you struggle with with insecurity that you're not good enough? That you do everything you can, you try to please everyone that is around you, but it just seems like you keep falling short. Do you do you have do you struggle with with fears of, of anxiety? Um, since the last podcast that I shared, I have uh, I just I've been healthy my entire life, and then all of a sudden, I begin to have some complications with my heart. And that's, it scared me. You know, you have, you have a situation where your leg hurts, your arm, your neck, your head, whatever. But when you're dealing with something with your heart, you know, you got it. There's something wrong and you got it. You got to get it looked at. I went to the doctor and they start asking me these questions and the questions they're asking me, I see that they're very, I'm sure they're very relevant and they're very the questions that I know that they would ask a lot of people because it's almost as if they were doing a survey on me in 2020 and comparing me with people that were dealing with things in this time of fear. It was questions about what are you dealing with in your life? What are you going through right now? I'm thinking, man, this is how I'm here from my heart. Why are they asking me questions, personal questions for and then after speaking with the doctor, I understood that a lot of people's heart problems that they have, it's sparked by fear. It's sparked by anxiety and worry and grief. It's sparked by your mental state of mind. And it all revolves around fear. I said to the doctor, I said, no, I, I handle I handle pressure pretty good. I, I handle problems and, and life situations. I, I'm pretty good. I, I'm not a really an anxious type person. I can get there as well as anybody can, but uh, I, I handle that pretty good. So I don't think that that's the issue. She did some tests and, and, and she shared with me in, in a very nice way. And I understood what she said. She said, Matt, let me tell you something. I'm a doctor, and I've always said that I can handle I can handle stress very, very well. But there was a time where I had the same complications that you saying that you feel like that your heart is skipping beats and it's scaring you and it's calling call it causing you to feel flushed and, and get overheated and just you just know something is not right. She said, I had the same thing going with me. And she said, the doctor asked me the same questions that I asked you. And I said, no, it's not nothing to do with stress because I handle stress very well. But here's what she said to me. She said, just because you handle stress very well doesn't mean that stress still does not affect your physical body. Made a lot of sense. Made a lot of sense. I, I went I went to the Lord and I began to pray. I said, Lord, I need your help with this. Now, I've, I've, I've kind of in the past couple of months, I've came to the knowledge that 
Um, it's not necessarily all stress related. There's some other situations that's, that's, uh, that's going on that that's caused this. And I'm under some medication now that this very light beta blocker type stuff, if you're familiar with this and, um, everything's normal now. And it's something that after a little bit of time, I'm sure I'll take, stop taking this and, um, and everything will be back to normal. But it got me thinking about the first questions that she asked me wasn't even the, does your, does you, does anyone in your family have heart problems? Is it her, you have hereditary type things that could cause? No. The first question she asked me was, are you under a lot of stress? And for that reason, it lets you know that stress will definitely affect not just your, your state of mind, but even your physical body. Second Timothy one verse seven says, for God has not given us, has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If you listen to me today and you say, I, my prayer is for a sound mind. What is a sound mind? What is thing? What is the opposite of a sound mind? You can't stop thinking about something. You can't get your mind off of something. You can't even you 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 smile, and then all of a sudden, your 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 mind tells you, "What are you smiling for when you're under such misery because of the thoughts that are in your mind?" Um, you don't have a sound mind. I just read you Second Timothy. One verse seven says, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power. That means the strength he's given you strength and love and a sound mind, strength to overcome, love to overcome and a sound mind because you have overcame the situation. Webster's dictionary says that fear means that you're expecting alarm. You know, you lay and you wait for what seems to be unavoidable catastrophe. Fear is what keeps you up at 3 o'clock in the morning wondering if you're going to make it through or not. Another word for fear is to be anxious for something. Have you ever been anxious for something? Or are you anxious? Uh, sometimes the thought of being anxious for something is a little bit excited for something or what's to come. But no, I'm not talking about that type of anxious. I'm talking about you're worried because you know that something that's on its way, something has to change. It can't stay the way that it is. It's on a, a steady downcline, and you know you're about to get faced with a situation because it's got to come to an end sometime or another. You're anxious for something. Fear cannot have its final say in your life if you don't let it because fear is a stronghold. A stronghold, what is a stronghold? It's something that that holds on strong. A faulty thinking pattern where lies and deceptions are founded. A faulty thinking pattern, what does that mean? That means your thought process is, is backward. You don't have something together. And where I'm going with this is, if you built something upon a foundation that is faulty, then what you build on it is going to be shaky. But if what is shaking right now, you got to be, mm, I feel this in my spirit. If your foundation is built 
upon the Lord Jesus Christ and you are saved, you are a, you are a, a child of God, a son or a daughter of God, and you know him as your personal savior, then you need to be reminded that your foundation is not faulty. You need to be reminded that your foundation is solid. And how will you be reminded? What, what Your foundation, what are you talking about? You're talking about the concrete floor that I stand upon? Well, no, the foundation upon who Jesus Christ is and what he did for you and how his word says that you are made more than an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony, that who who you who you think you are in your spirit, who the enemy would cause you to believe that you are not, that is that is when when you build something from the ground up, the higher it gets, the higher it gets, you take focus off of what's on the ground. If you go through New York City and you look at all these skyscrapers, you don't look at the bottom of the skyscraper. You look at the top. When you drive through, you hold your head out the window and you look up to see if you can see the top. From a distance, you don't see the foundation because guess what? If you are looking for the foundation, you're not even going to see it because that foundation is so deep. It is so deep for, for that skyscraper to be that high. My brother, he ministered one time and he, he told a story of how there was a, a greenhouse. A greenhouse is, a, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's it's a type of a building that lets you grow plants and trees and different type of vegetation things all year round. And there was this greenhouse that they planted these trees and the trees were so, so big that there were whatever type of tree that it was, the tree was growing so, so tall, but then it was like, it was blowing their minds because they've never seen a tree outside of the greenhouse get this big of this type of tree. But then all of a sudden, once it hit a certain length, it fell over and died. And they did not understand what was, what was causing this to happen. The reason why they came through and they understood that they, they had the sun, they had the rain, but they didn't have no wind. Inside that greenhouse, they had sun and they had water, but they did not have no wind. A tree that's planted outside, if you watch when a storm comes, it may bend. It may look like it's shaking and all the leaves may fall off of it. But what causes that tree to stay, to stand up, is because since it was a small tree in its first stages of life, when the wind would blow inside that tree, it would cause the root system to dig and hold on and create a foundation for what was going to grow out of that tree. The more wind that would come, those roots would lock into the ground. When you see a tree, all you see is what it produced, but you don't, you don't see what's under the ground. And these trees were falling over because they did not, they were not, they had no wind. All they could do is grow up and grow up and grow up, but they were weak because their foundation was faulty. A faulty thinking pattern where lies and deceptions are founded. If you, as a child of God, you don't understand that though things may be shaking and your leaves on your tree may have fallen off, you have to understand you got to focus upon the foundation. The foundation 
is your word is the word of the Lord upon uh, over over your life. You got to remember that. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's been a while since you've stepped foot in the doors of the church. Maybe you've not been in your word and uh, you've not been in a place where you could be reminded that you will come through this, that you are an overcomer, that the Lord will allow you. You will come through the situation in Jesus name. But I'm here today to remind you of what the word of the Lord says, which is your foundation. Fear will paralyze you. Fear is a spirit and it is demonic and it's there to steal your joy. Am I saying if you're dealing with fear, that means you're demon possessed? I'm not saying that. But the Bible says fear is not of God. How does a deceptive evil spirit build a stronghold in your life? There's two reasons. It builds where you see God incorrectly, and it builds where you see yourself incorrectly. That goes right back to the foundation, doesn't it? You starting to get where I'm going with this? It builds where you see God incorrectly. You need to you need to retrain your faith. How do you retrain your faith through the word of God? And you got to get back in the word of God. And I promise you, your faith will be strengthened. Have you ever talked to someone and they encouraged you? They they, they say they spoke something over you and it motivated you to be able to give you a drive to know that you're going to make it. Well, that is my prayer. Before we end this podcast, I will pray. I will pray over you and over your situation. And I will pray that these words that the Lord gives me for you, that he would anoint them so that it would help retrain your faith. And you will be reminded that although you are the tree, that the wind and the rain is all shaking around you, you will still be able to produce good fruit because you will understand your foundation in Christ Jesus. How often do we try to medicate fear, self-medicate fear? How often do we feel like fear, like the fear that we feel is bigger than God? Or we don't know how to give it over to the Lord because we're afraid of letting go of some things. I've been there. You're afraid of letting go of some things in your life. You think, I can't. I'm afraid to completely just stop worrying about something. That's how you're holding on to it is you're worrying. You don't physically have your hands on it per se, but just your thought process. You are so, your mind is so consumed about something that you can't take your mind off of it even to pray. When you do pray, you pray about this thing so much that you're not even giving God glory. You're not even thinking about other things. You're so consumed with this one thing and you're afraid to let go of it psalms 27 verse 1 says the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid the economy diseases people jobs the coronavirus absolutely nothing Absolutely nothing you should be afraid of. Romans 8.15 says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery 
that lead you into fear again. I want to pause there. You, sh- for you have not received a spirit of f- slavery that lead that leads you into fear again. The Lord has not led you into a spirit of slavery, which is a bondage that you are tied. When you think about the a slave and how back in the early days that slaves were weren't entitled to much at all. They had to do what their owners told them to do. They did not have an option. They were under bondage. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, of bondage that leads you into fear again. When you were bound by the enemy, you live your life by fear. But First John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love. But perfect love cast out all fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. There is no fear in love. So when you believe God loves you, fear is not possible. When you truly believe that, oh, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. If you really, when you were younger, um, you might you get a little chuckle with this when you're younger and you, you had someone to come up to you and say, Hey, I just want to let you know that, uh, such and such, they wanted me to like send a word over that they like you. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you told someone else to tell someone else that you had a crush on them, but that you liked them. That word was, was spread and it, 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 it sparks something that could turn into something, but you 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 don't sometimes you don't know unless you're told or unless the situation turns into something different you just sing a song jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so it's like oh someone comes and tells you oh someone likes you but until you get into that relationship oh a crush a like that's how we we would sing that song as a kid because we never really fully understood what the love of god really was of what when he had his nail scarred hands tied to nailed to a cross, what that represented. But again, that's why I'm here today to remind you fully of what the word of God says over your life so that you will understand you can get back to your roots. You can get back to the foundation and know that you are a tree that was built for the winds that are around you, that you are a tree that was built to with, with, with hope, with, withstand the, 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 the feeling of, of the torment of hell that is around you. God created you with that ability. If you would be reminded of your foundation in Jesus Christ and how he loves you. And if you, if you fully understand the love that he has for you, you will know that all he says for you to do is to trust in him, trust in him, Believe him over these situations, and he will pull you through this. To him, it's nothing. Why not let someone else hold the battle? Let someone else fight the battle. You don't have to hold on to this fear and anxiety. The Lord is saying, my son, my daughter, just give it to me. Don't be bombarded by this. There's other stuff you should be worried about than this. Because you're you you know what happens when you when you live in uh in fear and a- anxiety, you're so focused on one thing that you neglect 
a lot of other things that are around you until you come through it. You don't understand you. Maybe things, excuse me, had slipped under your, in between your fingers that you didn't even know about because you were so consumed. God never even created you with the capacity for a spirit of fear. When he created your body, this is the whole, the whole focal point of where I'm at, where I'm going with this. When he made you in the image of him, he created you to do a lot of things that you've never tapped into yet because you're stuck in a rut. He created you to operate in things in the spirit. He created you to, to see miraculous things happen through the power of the Lord through prayer. There's things the word of God has has is spoke and in his word that we are able to pick up the foundation. It's all a part of our foundation. But I want to tell you something today. When he created you, he created you to be able to withstand a lot of things, to hold on to a lot of things, to get through. But one thing he did not create you to do, there's not one iota of a a place in a, a, a small, not even a, a small place of a cell in your body that he created for you to hold any type of fear. His word says that fear is not of God. So if, if he created you with the capacity to hold everything else besides fear, I think that's the Lord telling you, you need to let it go that the Lord is going to pull you through this. He's going to help you through this today. There's some, there's some people that are around us. Maybe, maybe I'm talking about you today that the devil is trying to destroy you and keep your destiny from coming forward, doing everything he can to stop you from walking in the call that God has given you. But for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. God could remove the lions at any time he chooses. God can remove the fire at any time he chooses. God can remove the Red Sea anytime he chooses. I, I read those three things to you in my notes to remind you. Where, where am I talking about the, the lions, the lions, Daniel and the lions, then he could remove those lions at any time he chooses. The fire of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he could remove the fire anytime he chooses. The Red Sea, God can remove the Red Sea anytime he chooses. But you know what? He allowed people to be in the middle of that. And he allowed them to walk through it. The lions were tamed. The fire, uh, the, the lions were tamed. The, the, the fire was still there. And they walked through it with the Holy Spirit, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Red Sea, he parted the Red Sea. He didn't cause the Red Sea to dry up. He parted it so that they could walk through it. But most of the time, God wants you to sit with the lions and watch him close their mouths. I feel the Lord so strong in this. Most of the time, God wants you to stay into the fire until it burns out all the impurities. 
and you see clearly of what is truly around you that is of him. But most of the time, God wants you to stand up against the Red Sea and know that what is impossible with man is possible with God. All God needs you to do to take is just one step to put your foot in the lion's cage, to put your foot in the fiery furnace, to put your foot in the Red Sea. That's all he needs for you to defeat the fear in your life. God says, I've already done what I'm supposed to do. And I didn't even create in you the capacity to fear. You take a step into these things by using faith. By making time for the presence of God. By praying. I'm telling you something, my friend. You should have an urgency to pray like you've never prayed before. The word of the Lord says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, then all these things which be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the will of God over the situation. When you begin to ask God to reveal himself over the situation that you are in fear, that you are you are afraid, you're scared of, when you begin to ask the Lord to reveal himself over the situation and seek him, he will show you that he sees what's going on, that you are not alone. It's reported that most Christians in America have never sensed or experienced the presence of God. You said, man, that's hard to believe. A Christian has never sensed or experienced the presence of God. When you, when you pray, when you get into his word and you keep on your mind, the things of God, I was just watching a a video a while ago of, of a minister on the internet and it was, it was a live video that was in my room and and I, I felt the spirit of the Lord so strong. I came out front where Carissa and, and my daughter, Megan Kate, was. I said, honey, I said, you, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And we turned it on the TV. And just sitting there, I began to feel the presence of the Lord so, so strong. I feel for the people that's never felt the presence of the Lord. I feel for them because they don't understand there is power. Have you ever been in a church service? Have you ever listened to a song and all of a sudden tears are coming down your eyes? You don't understand it, but you feel that there's a, there's a peace that is around you. (laughs) The word says peace passes all understanding. You don't understand what's going on, but you feel a peace in the middle of it. That's the presence of the Lord. There are a lot of people that has never tapped into that. They don't know that they can get into the deep things of God. It wasn't just something that happened in the day of Pentecost back in Acts in Acts chapter 2 and 3. It wasn't just something that was just back then. But we're in a time where the word of God says that in the last days that he's going to pour spirit out upon all people. All people. All people that are willing, that are open vessels. Let him pour his spirit out upon you today. Let him remove this this fear and doubt and worry of situations that that you may hear. You know, uh, if you're like me, sometimes I'll have a spirit of faith 
and then a person will pick the phone up and call me and and then all of a sudden my faith turns into doubt and worry and fear it is very um it's um what is the word i'm trying to think of um you can give it to someone very easily and it, it is addictive and it's very contagious. That's the word. Fear is very contagious. But if fear is that contagious, how much more contagious is faith? When 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 fear is around you, when someone is talking fear and defeat, just start reminding them of the roots of who they say they are. If they say they're a child of God, remind them. Let faith be activated by God. Let faith be activated by God in their lives. You know, a dog senses fear. What will it do? It runs with it. Genesis 15.1 says, The Lord tells Abraham, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. I get inside my brother's truck sometime, and he had post-it notes all over his dash with scriptures about overcoming fear verses that reminded him of the faithfulness of God and the love of God and how God will go before us and make the crooked paths straight. We must live, breathe, and eat the word of God because the word is our protection and our weaponry. Because the knowledge of the word of God, this sums everything up, the knowledge of the word of God brings faith. Psalms 37, when you fear in yourself, you invite the presence of other evil spirits. That's something scary to think about. Your conscience has to be retrained by the word of God in your soul, your mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions before you can overcome fear. And I'll end with this. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will know, you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Your greatest praise is about to come out of your greatest fear. Uh, uh, thank you for listening for this short amount of time that I've been on here I just felt this really deep in my spirit although I touched on on some of these notes a couple of weeks ago I know there's some people that listen that um, that would have never been able to heard the message that I ministered and I could be a little bit more personable on this but I want to I want to encourage you today and remind you that the Lord knows what's going on Today I was in church and, and and the Lord reminded me and I spoke this over them that in the Bible days when there was famines and pestilences, there were um, there were things that would happen that were going on due to the sin of people. The Lord gave instructions to his children and he said, my son, my daughter, this is going on, but if you do this, this and this in the middle of when all other people is in destruction and famine you will come through 
like it's a feast. I will take care of you. I will provide for you. When, when all there was a famine, you know what a famine is, is when there's no food. In a time where there's no food, I will bring locusts and wild honey. I will provide for you. I'll put a tree out in the middle of a desert for you to sit underneath of and have shade and have shade. There's nothing impossible with you. So I want to remind you today, take your mind off of the things that would cause fear to rise inside of you. And I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit, through his word, get in his word, worship him, get your mind focused upon the Lord and let him retrain you through his word. And so that your faith would be strengthened and you will understand that you will make it through this. You will be an overcomer and you will put on the mind of Christ because sometimes we are so worried. We're so bombarded. What, what is around us that the reason why it's around us is because the enemy doesn't want us to hear the will of the Lord over our lives behind all of that fear, behind all that doubt, behind all that worry, behind all that stress, behind all that anxiety is the Lord's promises. So of course, why wouldn't the enemy want to blind you by the promises of God, blind you from the promises of God by putting things around you that would cause you to fear. Let me pray over you today. Gracious Holy Spirit, I thank you for this opportunity that you've given me. Thank you for the word that you placed upon my heart for your people today. Lord, we know that your word is stand so strong upon this matter, and we know your word is true. So God, today, I am praying that you would make us overcomers you would make us overcomers. Your word says, by your blood and the word of our testimony. So, Lord, the prayer that I pray today over your people, uh, I know that in your word you talk about looking back and going in the past, and we're not supposed to go back. We're supposed to keep going forward. But I'm asking you today that you would take them back down through the years and the time that they lived for you and how they prayed over a situation that seemed completely impossible and you brought them through with their hands lifted high. Lord, I'm asking you that you would remind them the times that that they had a family member that got into a car wreck and the, they didn't know how they were going to make it through. But now that family member is now married and with children and they don't even think about what they went through because you had completely healed their body in such a way that it that you have done a great thing in their life. I, my prayer is that you would remind them of what you have brought them through in the past, what you brought their families through, what you brought them through so that their, their faith would be relearned. I pray that you would take the word of God in, in verses that would cover the needs of the areas that need to be strengthened in their life, Make it so vivid to them. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray a hedge of protection around, around the people that are listening today. I pray against fear. I pray against worry. And I speak peace over their minds in the name of Jesus. I speak peace over their homes in the name of Jesus. I declare your word over them. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, in a time where 
the enemy was pouring out fear of over the heads of people that are you that are yours. I'm asking you in Jesus name that their faith would be an umbrella that would be shield a shield so that they would not be affected by the, the amount of, of fear that the enemy would cry to cause upon the put upon their lives in the name of Jesus. I pray that your word would come alive in their minds in their body and their spirit and use them. I declare your word over their lives in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Thank you for this time that we have. Thank you for this moment. And I declare that this word is going to reach out and it's going to touch lives. It's going to touch the hearts of men and women and children of the Lord that needs to be reminded because the enemy would want to block a message like this for faith to be strengthened in the name of Jesus. I declare this word. I declare it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Feel free to reach out to us. And um, I look forward to, uh, to our next podcast. Be blessed in Jesus' name.